Hello, it's time to build your empire. Sophie Zolman, owner and founder of Sophie Zoe Virtually There For You, is sharing the secrets to building a better business and taking back your time. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Building Your Empire with Sophie Zoe. Today, I have another amazing, amazing guest for you all. This woman is someone I have followed on social media for probably 10 to 12 years. I have watched her business and her life, so to speak, without stalking her, mind you, Uh, (laughs) and just love what she does, love what she's about, love her as a person and a human being. So I invited her to share her with you uh, and her great wisdom. So without further ado, let me introduce you to Kendall Summerhawk. She is the creative founder of the number one coach certification academy, Academy, that fully prepares you to confidently coach other women through the powerful secrets of money and business breakthroughs so they own their worth at a deep soul level. Kendall founded her company with one mission, to put the power of making money into every woman's hands. When Kendall launched her Coach Certification Academy, she pioneered a revolutionary approach to coaching that fills a gap other coaching schools miss. This revolutionary approach is why the women Kendall certifies are making money filling their coaching programs, and standing in the power of creating their financial independence. Kendall runs a seven-plus-figure business. Her teachings have earned nine Stevie Awards, including Mentor of the Year and Women Helping Women. Kendall works from home in Arizona, enjoying lots of time riding dressage with her beautiful Spanish horses and time with her husband and business partner, Richard. Gotta love it. Kendall, thank you for coming on the show. Welcome. It is so great to have you here today. Oh, thank you for having me. It's always funny when every time I hear my bio read, you notice the order at the end about time with the horses and then the husband. <laughs> you're right. You do talk about the horses before your own husband. I, you I do know. a lot. He knows that though. <laughs> like me with all the Harry Potter stuff. It's like, oh, I'm a big Harry Potter fan. Oh, and yeah, then there's my husband, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I love it. All right, Kendall. Well, welcome to my podcast and let's dive in. Here's that question I ask all my guests. What is your best tip, trick, or advice for that business owner who wants to grow from six to seven figures and beyond? Easy, easy answer. And then I'm going to go, you know, kind of riff off of it for a few minutes. The easy answer is raise your prices, is to raise your prices. Now I'm going to speak uh, primarily to women, you know, my, my that's who I really serve are women entrepreneurs. And I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt that 99.9%, actually, I'm going to say 100% of women entrepreneurs undercharge and over deliver and have an opportunity to raise their pricing. And it doesn't matter what type of a business that they are in. And I think that what goes, so that's number one, raise your prices. And what's interesting is that then for a lot of women, then they have to um, they have to suppress the urge to then want to start delivering even more. That is not the point. You're you know most women are already over delivering and undercharging. The idea here is to charge you know raise your fees into a much higher level and and keep your service. You may tweak the services a little bit, but basically keep the services the same. And I think that there's a couple other things I want to say about this, Sophie, is that. One is that um, as women, every business on the planet, 
every business on the planet has the opportunity to have some type of, you know, in the coaching world, we call it high ticket, premium level service, you know, an upper level service. And most businesses, number one, don't understand that. They don't understand that that opportunity exists. Or number two, they think that it's down the road. They think it's later. And I'm all about having that premium, you know, offer, platinum offer, what we call in coaching, high ticket, whatever. I'm all about having it right now. Like even if this was day one in someone's business, start with high ticket. That's where you start. You don't build out the low end. You go for the top end immediately as part of your profit pyramid. And I think that this is very challenging for a lot of women to really say, okay, I can do that. And that's actually the point. You know, first of all, this is just good, solid, sound business practices to do this because you're going to be incredibly profitable right from the beginning or much more profitable in your existing business. But the other thing is that energetically, it really mirrors for you, it like puts it right in front of your face that uh, what your relationship is with money. And so it really, I want to say it forces you, and I don't mean in a bad way, let me say it challenges a woman to, to really, uh, you know, get really clear about where those money blocks are because they're there anyway. And so you might as well work through them charging the higher premium pricing because you're going to end up feeling more whole and aligned within yourself. You're going to end up having, I can't promise that, uh, that you'll eliminate money blocks, but you'll certainly uh, lessen their power over you to a great extent and you'll be making more money in the process. So it's all good, right? Right, right. Yes. And then the, the if you um if if you allow me to um I want to say one other thing about this is that actually two other things is that when you go to raise your fees, for the love of all things awesome, please do not start asking everybody in your world, well, what do you think? How much should I charge? Do you think I can charge this much more? Don't do that. You it's a those are there are better coaching questions to ask oneself and there's certainly the right person or the right small number of people to ask questions like that of. And it's typically not all the people that you surround yourself with. And, and here's why. And I always talk about being really selective with who you share your numbers with because not everyone has earned the right to be a witness to your numbers. And when you start talking about charging a lot more, um, if you're asking the wrong people, not that they're the wrong people in your life, they're just not the right people to ask that, to get give feedback from on this. What's going to happen is you're going to trigger all of their money stuff. You're going to trigger all of that or activate all of their money story. And that's what makes them not necessarily the right person to ask. So you want to ask a mentor. You want to ask a high-level coach who is also charging higher amounts of money. You want to ask somebody who really fundamentally believes in you and the value of what you have to offer and says, yeah, you go, girl. You go do that, right? Awesome. Yeah. And there's one more thing I want to say. I know I said you could ask me other questions, but we may not have that opportunity. (laughs) It's just I'm absorbing it all. Yes. Okay. Um, So, so um, the other thing that you want to do is you want to accustom yourself to having more in your bank account. And this is something that I talk about all the time. You know, I've been in business over 21 years. I've coached thousands and thousands and thousands of women on their relationship with money. And so I've had the opportunity, the privilege to see inside all these thousands of women's lives and their businesses and really their bank accounts. And, you know, I'm not a financial planner. I'm not an accountant. I'm not a CPA. I'm not any of those things. I'm a girl who knows how to make money and how to help other people make money. 
And so one of the things that I've observed is that women very often women live at uh, the number of just enough in their bank account. And just enough can be at $100,000 income. It can be at $250,000. It can be at a million-dollar income. I've seen women do this at two and three and four million-dollar incomes, live at just enough. And you think, wow, once I make a lot more money, I'll have a lot more money. And that obviously has the opportunity to be true, but it's not automatically true. So what I really believe and see work so brilliantly is even today, you want to get really clear on what your basic living expenses are. You want to get really clear on your business expenses, and you want to aim to have more than that. I like to aim for three times that in your business bank account, your business checking account. And it may take a little while to get there, but you want to have that that cushion, that padding, that more than enough, that more than enough. And I and so that you know, so you need to know your numbers. When money comes in and you need to make a decision that that's the experience you're going to create for yourself is having more than enough. And when money comes in, and, and I'll finish on this point, it means don't, don't be like Teflon with your money. You want to be like Velcro with your money, right? You want it sticking to you. You don't want to be Teflon. And we're just like slide comes in and slides right off, right? I mean, it's heartbreaking when I've seen I've coached women at you know a million dollar mark and they have no money and a ton of debt. It's like, wow, really? And so I've watched this and and this is why you know I'm I'm, I'm like this is why God put me on this planet in this lifetime is to work with women and their money. And so you want it when that money comes in, let it sit in your bank account, let it sit for a week. Let it sit for a week. Allow yourself the feeling, allow yourself the opportunity to feel what it feels like to have more money in your bank account. And it's not necessarily going to be comfortable. For most people, it is not comfortable. Even for myself, and I've been at, you know, seven figures plus year after year since 2008. So that's a lot of years. And it's still, it's like a little uncomfortable, right? And just allow yourself to experience that feeling and then pay your bills and do your allocations in the way that you do. But you want this is this exercise is so powerful because it's going to help you start to shift into that being that woman who has more than enough who always has three times her basic monthly bills sitting there in her bank accounts that is awesome i love all of that and it all it, it makes total sense and i want to one point i want to well there's a couple points i want to go back to but the first one i want to go back to is what your original um you know your first point of raising prices and you spoke about women notoriously underprice and overdeliver. Mm -hmm. And it almost the first thing that came to mind for me is the adage in business that many of us have learned is under promise and overdeliver. And in that process, because they're under promising, they can't charge as much, which is, you know, like a it's a money story, it's a money block, but it does make it kind of makes sense for anybody teaching that well under promise and over deliver. It's like, oh well, if I'm under promising, then I don't charge as much. Yeah, and there's a linkage there. There, there, and that doesn't belong. The linkage shouldn't be there. They're two separate things. I've never really caught into that phrase uh, under deliver. It's hard for me because it, it goes against my grain of, you know, just being of supreme value. And and yet it is out there. I, I absolutely I, I like I, it, the basic principle is a sound principle. I like to think of it as like promise what you know you can deliver, like what you know you can easily comfortably deliver and leave room for more. 
If, if there's, you know, always leave room for more, not that you over deliver, you get paid for the more, um, but that there's more energy, there's more time, there's more spaciousness. You're not fire hosing your poor client um, so that they then do want to come back for more, but definitely do. You've got to start breaking that, that uh, linkage, that false linkage that you under deliver. And that, that means you have to also undercharge the two have nothing to do with each other. I love it. And that's what I was thinking. I it, it's because I you know money stories and money blocks are so huge. I mean, and women do tend to have them more than men, although I you know, I've I've met men that have them as well. And you know, I love the idea of letting the money sit in your bank account that you know the extra or whatever you want to call it. It's not really extra, but you know, let the revenue sit in your bank account and look at it and go, "Oh my gosh, there's X dollars in my bank account. This is amazing. And not go, okay, let me go pay the bills. I can pay this. I can pay that. So learning to accept, because it's, it's kind of like an acceptance thing is, you know, it's, it's okay to have more money in your bank account. It's not a bad thing. No, it actually, what it is, is normalizing. It's normalizing it. And I think that it, um, because when, when we run our bank account at just enough, you know, plus or minus 5%, it's really stressful. It creates a lot of adrenaline, unnecessary stress that uh, no woman needs more stress in her life for goodness sakes. Um, and so it's, it, and it's really uncomfortable for a lot of people. It is very uncomfortable. It can trigger like feelings of guilt, unworthiness for me, it tr- can trigger feelings of shame, but the, but you do, you brought up something interesting. You do want to name it. Like I call it, um, you know, I think of it as my freedom amount, you know, my comfort amount, like I'm running just at just enough for me is, is, is hideously uncomfortable having, you know, in my business checking account, having that three times over what I need for the whole month's expenses, that's freedom. That's my relaxation amount. So name it, make it name, name it something that is meaningful for you so that you have positive connected feelings with it. Oh, I love that. I've not, that's not something I've ever heard spoken of or, or learned or anything, but name it and name it in that positive way. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's something it, because if it's something you, it's something good and positive that, you know, speaks to you, it gives you more motivation to strive for it and to do it instead of go, Oh no, I can't do that. I can't leave that kind of money. in my bank. Okay. Right. You know? It's very, it, it makes it a nice, it's a, a way to bring it into a comfort zone for the person who is not used to doing that. So absolutely, that. absolutely. Very good. So, um, you know, all this, these, these points you've brought up, what would you say to, you know, that woman entrepreneur who has hit a ceiling of, let's just call it 250,000 just for a number that, that wants to go to a million and but they're just stuck at that ceiling at 250,000. What is like their first step to figuring out why and how to unblock from that? Yeah, that's a great question. And it's actually a very simple answer. Um, the answer is to choose and decide to be a million dollar woman. You know, if you're at the and I did this because I understand the stuck thing totally. I had reached 100,000 in my business, 102, 98, 100, 102 for three years in a row. And the first year was awesome. I'd never made that kind of money in my life before. And the second year I did it, then, you know, the next year, the second year, I was like, this is good. I repeated it. And the third year that I repeated it, I said, okay, this is nice. And I'm appreciative and grateful because I'm a person of gratitude and I'm stuck. 
you know, this is now like my new normal and that's not okay. And I decided in that moment to become a million dollar business owner. And this was, uh, I get my years mixed up, but I think this was beginning of 2006. I didn't know any million dollar business owners at that time, but you know, social media was not, uh, it didn't exist. So you didn't see all this opportunity online like you do now. But I decided to be a million dollar business owner and I decided to do it. I didn't say, oh, I wish, or I'm setting the intention. It's like, no, that's who I'm going to be. And I, and, and so, and I, and if you notice, it wasn't a money goal. I mean, I ended up making that of course, but it wasn't like, oh, I'm at a hundred. So my goal is going to be 150. No, I said, I'm going to be a million dollar business owner. And I started running my business through that lens, everything like right away. The very first thing I did was I said, okay, well, how does a million dollar business owner handle her email? <laughs> you know, I mean, we got real, I got really basic here. And it only took two years. That year, that first year I did that, I went from 100,000 to it was 564,000 in one year. That's, that's almost a, whatever, six times multiplier. And then the next year in 2008 broke a million dollars and it's, you know, been there and, and more than that each year since. So I think it's really, and you can do this at any level. You know, my number now is not the million dollar business owner. That's normal for me. That's like, you know, would not be quite enough actually, but it's, it's a much higher number. And I'm, so what happens, it's such a powerful strategy because it aligns you daily actions and your inner being and all the thoughts and the garbage stuff in our brains, right? Like it really mirrors everything for you. And I can't promise you how long it will take, but it will, if you are um, committed to this, even on the days when it's not easy, that first year, there were days I put my head, like literally looked like this crying, like, I can't do this. I'm not actually, it was the second year crying. Like, I don't think I can do this. And then I'd pick my head up out of my hands and say, no, I want to be a million dollar business owner. And so you get over yourself, you learn new things, you become that person and you start to make decisions like her, like she does, which will help you raise your rates. Because <laughs> million dollar business owners, certainly they may still undercharge, but they certainly charge more than the person who's at 250. I can guarantee you. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I want to cover a couple of couple more things. We sure. might go a little bit long because one of them you didn't talk about at all, except in your bio. Um, the other thing is is the surrounding yourself with people or with a small group of people who believe in you and your ability to hit whatever you want to hit and are the are there or higher, and so that you know, you can, they can relate to where you're at and help pull you up instead of being where you are and have no clue how to get there and just think they do. Talk a little bit more about that, you know, surrounding yourself with a couple of people and get coaches and mentors, but there's also in your personal life, not that you need to get rid of people who don't believe in you or anything, but like, what about the, you know, the people in your life, both business and personal, how do you know who to talk to and who not to when it comes I think to you know. I think you know when you start, um, and you can certainly tell in an instant, like, uh, you when you start talking about money, people stuff's going to come out. And I think about in my personal life that when I, when I, those two years that I just talked about, I was in a mastermind and it was actually a local mastermind. And I started rapidly, even at a hundred thousand, I was making more money than anybody in that group. And yet I, that group, really was a um, secure, safe place for me to grow into a million dollar business owner because the people at that time in that group supported me. Like they said, you can do this. Absolutely. And they got behind me and, and my vision. And it wasn't always just, Hey, add a girl. 
it was challenging. They challenged me a lot when I was in massive self-doubt or fear or confusion or, you know, just mental churning. So I think that you, and, and now always it's my mom and my husband too, but you know, my husband, the thing with him is that for him, it's like, oh yeah, you'll do it. It's not a big deal. So if I have a, uh, if I have doubt or whatever, he's like, uh, he just has no, like, he doesn't understand that. And he doesn't want to talk about it. <laughs> Whereas my mother will be patient and, and listen to me churn and um, coach me out of it. She's the master coach herself. So I think that you, you know, and if you, if you are, and I think if you like, if you live with somebody who's not like, they think that might be wrong or greedy or something like that. Don't eat. You, here's two things you can do. Number one is sit down and have a conversation with them and say, I am changing. I want to make this kind of money. This money is important to me because of what it represents and what it, who I'm going to become and what it can do for us as a family. And I, and you can have, you know, what are your thoughts and feelings about this? And I had to do that with my brother who does work for me. And I thought, um, I didn't know how he was going to react. I really didn't. And I had this conversation with him and he was like, oh my God, I love you. He called me by my pet name that only he calls me. He said, I think you're amazing. And he literally said, you go girl. And it's like, Phew, good. But if he had not reacted that way, you know, if it's somebody that doesn't react that way, you can just say, I understand how you feel how you feel makes sense to me and I'm not changing my plan. So it'll just be something that I'll update you on here and there, but we just won't talk about it that much. And that's okay with me. And I still love you. And I know you love me. Like you just have that conversation. And so that you're really clear, but you're, the thing is, is you cannot be going to these people for permission. You cannot be going to people saying, will you, because basically saying, will you still love me if I make more money? And I know it's really hard because one of the fears that many women have is that in some way they will lose love if they, not all women have this, but that they, but many do, what they will lose love if they start to, you know, really excel and succeed and rise above. There's an old story that's a European story of the tall poppy, you know, don't be, and I, I've heard different cultures claim it, the Australians, British, Irish you know, don't be the tall poppy or they call it tall poppy syndrome. You know, the tall poppy, don't be the tall poppy because you'll be the first to be cut down. Wow. Mm. That's powerful. And you say tall poppy to anybody in Australia, they know exactly what you're talking about. So I think you have to be careful and, and you just, then you just know, okay, that's not a person that's going to be behind me in the way that I need to be behind. I still love them and, and accept their support in other ways. And that's fine. Like just that. don't talk about yeah. it with them. <laughs> Don't yeah. expect them to get behind you in the way that you need. Find somebody else. Right. Well, and I love the fact that you brought <laughs> up the permission thing. Mm -hmm. Because, in, you know, in all honesty, nobody has to give you permission to make a million dollars to do what you want to do. It is ultimately your life. And I know, and there are people will say, oh, well, that's selfish. It's like. Yeah, it's not. It's not selfish. It's, it's And it's not because I don't love you and I want to do better than you or, you know, any of those things. That's just what I want. And I love that you reminded us that it's, it, it is not a permission thing, except for ourselves. We have to give ourselves permission. Yeah, we have to. And, 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 and so, you know, when you said the thing about being selfish, you know, you have to remember, unless you're winning the lottery, this money isn't just falling out of the sky into your hands. You're actually providing service. You're, you're helping people. You know, we're, you're helping people. You're, and so that's what's amazing, right? 
And people always say money is energy and money is an exchange. And actually, I've never really resonated with that. But for me, money is emotion. Money is emotion. And you get to be in charge. You get to be the, you know, the, the, the you know, sovereignty, if I'm pronouncing that word correctly. You get to be sovereign as to how you feel about money. You get to choose. And I would encourage you to, to make sure you to get into alignment that your thoughts and feelings about money are positive, are powerful, that you have a purpose. Money loves a purpose. Money loves a home. Money loves a mission. You know, money loves all these things. So get start to get clear on those things. Know what the money is for. There's lots more. We could talk for two hours or more. We could talk all, yeah, we could talk <laughs> on this. And I just wanted, just one little brief thing. You, you mentioned Richard, um, and has he always been your business partner or did he just, did he not start out as your business partner and had to be that husband or that supported you, but then um, at some point for whatever reason he became your business partner? Yeah, that's an interesting question. When he and I met, we've been married, uh, this coming month will be our 20th anniversary of being married. And so when we met, we both had our own business. And um, so we, as soon as we got married, we got married on the one year anniversary of our meeting and we incorp- we got married February 13th. And then we incorporated that October. We kept our same businesses, but we wanted to form a corporation that included both of the businesses. So we were already thinking togetherness and he was in a, he's always been in the money industry actually. So he was, um, he was doing something else and I worked with him in his business quite a lot so we, we were on, we would speak at annual conventions for his industry. He was in, you know, we were on stage together in front of 4,000 people. We would lead breakout sessions. We wrote a column together for a monthly printed journal. It was very cool. Anyway, so, um, but he, the industry was really not a good fit for our level of integrity. It was kind of a shady industry. And I said, you know what, honey, this doesn't fit us. It's not fitting you or me or both of us together. So you need to get out. So he sold the business to a, um, somebody he had been uh, like an apprentice type of person. And, and my business was starting to take off. And, and so he joined me in the business and, um, and, and so we've been working together. I don't remember exactly. I think it's like 16 years. It's been a long time that we work together. My, my husband works with me. I have a whole family business plus team that are not blood related, but have been with me a long time. So my brother and my husband, my mom all work with me in the business. They're amazing at what they do. And um, Richard always teases that if I could get the dog and the cat on the payroll, I would. But um, and the horses, and then I have other, I have other team as as well. Yeah, (laughs) awesome. That's great. I love that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's been a great pleasure having you on the show, mm. but before we go, tell everybody where they can find you. If there's something and offer you want to offer to my people, uh, let them know that too, but let them know where they can find you and learn more about you and see if they, if they want to work with you or, you know, yeah. take advantage of what you do. Cause we teach women how to be incredible business and money coaches and they make money. It's, it's amazing. I'm um, sure I'll give you a couple of links. Um, you can go, I have a free a pricing guide and it's um it's specifically for women who want to be business coaches but it's applicable to any woman in service-based business so you you can get that at kendallsummerhawk.com forward slash pricing and you can go opt in and get instant access to that downloadable guide and the other thing is i have a free facebook group that's um that's kendallsummerhawk.com forward slash tribe t-r-i-b-e it's the tribe of courageous coaches and it's specifically uh, where I talk about money and business setup and coaching skills, the whole wonderful alchemy um, uh, in, in, um, 
for women who want to stir, serve women entrepreneurs. So, and I go on camera every Tuesday afternoon, early evening, depending on your time zone in a money class there. So you can come join me in the tribe, kendallsummerhawk.com forward slash tribe or kendallsummerhawk.com forward slash pricing and get that free pricing guide. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show, Kendall. I really appreciate it. It's been an honor to have you here. I'm sure my listeners are loving it and eating it up. Uh, for the listeners out there, if you haven't already subscribed, please do look for our links in the show notes. They'll all be there. And of course, I'll see you all next week. Thank you. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Building Your Empire. For more tips on business building and living your best life, check out our website at sophiezo.com or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Have a great day.